Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Dusty Tunnel Digs Holes, Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a little bit tired and uh, emotionally and uh, mentally. Um, and I'm whispering a little bit because I don't want to wake my roommates up while I record this. Um, just a lot of you probably already know just uh, from social media, but my dog passed away uh, last Thursday and, uh, it's been tough actually. It's been tougher than I anticipated, but, um, you know, I'm hanging in there and I'm glad to have spent some time with her and given her a home and, uh, yeah. And I've just, um, been tired because it's hard to go a few years with this incredibly loud snoring next to you every night. And then, like, now it's just quiet. I don't have that white noise next to me, you know? So, um, yeah, if there's any, uh, anybody with sleep apnea that would like to sleep in a dog bed for a week or two so that I can get some rest, uh, go ahead and give me a call. Hit me up on my website and shoot me a message. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on in my life. Um, as far as comedy, I've been doing a lot more writing and I've uh, been trying to hit open mics a little bit harder uh, and try and meet some more people and get out and do some shows. Um, I mean, I don't really have an excuse now. You know, uh, I oftentimes would try and get home to the dog and make sure to take care of her and and that kind of thing. And uh, I've got a lot of free time now, so I'm going to be spending it trying to do you know productive things and positive things so uh we'll be doing that uh, as far as shows i'm doing a gig tomorrow um which is march 21st um it's not really a gig i'm officiating a wedding but uh if you're in long beach tomorrow and you'd like to come see uh see me try some new material out at a wedding and ruin somebody's uh, most important day, uh, yeah, hit me up. I'll shoot you the address. And um, we can uh, we can laugh about it afterwards together, and that would be a lot of fun. Uh, this episode was uh, with a new-ish friend of mine. I would consider him a friend after hanging out with him and doing this uh, podcast uh, just because I like him. I think he's a good person funny person and uh has a lot of great perspective i i would say uh, his name is Corey riojas um actually he's got like four names because he's of latin latino heritage or at least half latino heritage and um you know you know how they do they give you like four names like like juan carlos gomez hernandez you know they always have like like a hundred names like that but uh, uh, he is Corey Riojas. Um, and if you would like to follow him on Instagram, his uh, Instagram name is uh, Hori, H-O-R-Y, Caney, C-A-N-E-Y, no spaces in that. And um, also follow the show that he runs, which is um, Laughs in Oceanside. Let me just confirm that. Uh, yeah, Laughs in Oceanside, all one word. Uh, follow that Instagram as well. Um, he actually put me up on that show, and it was a lot of fun. It's a really cool venue. They have awesome beers. Um, 
an awesome reggae band was on before the comedy show. Uh, so it seems like they do a lot of really cool things. So if you're in the North County and you're looking for something to do, uh, look up um, Oceanside Brewing Company and see what they got going on. And if they don't have anything going on, show up anyway because they have like cornhole and games and really good beer. And there's an outdoor area that's really pretty. And if it's a beautiful day, it would be a great place to go hang out. Um, so yeah, I'll let you get to know Corey uh, Riojas a little bit better here. Um, and just real quick, uh, I was listening to it back and me and him had a conversation about how he had just recently been diagnosed with diabetes and uh, was changing his lifestyle and stuff. And I didn't really get that part um, on the recording, but we talk about it in, in the podcast. So just a little bit of a uh, reference there. But yeah, without further ado, this is Corey Riojas. Yeah. <laughs> Haney, is that what you go by? Your last oh, Riojas. name? Riojas. Riojas. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually um, in school was Haney all through school because of a feud from my mom and dad oh, uh, basically the way my mom tells it is back in the day you do your birth certificate in the hospital but you didn't get your social immediately you'd like go do that later uh, okay. and it was like i was born she handed me to my dad it's like what are we gonna name him they named me handed me back she's like you're good and just told him to kick rocks huh. and then uh, afterwards she changed took his first name my real name is cory antonio riojas always has been and then uh but on my uh, social, it was Corey Haney Riojas. Uh, and then okay. in school, I don't know fucking why, <laughs> she signed me up as Corey Antonio Haney. Because she kind of assumed later on I would get rid of his name. She wanted you to be white, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fuck that. And pull that thing a little closer. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fine. I normally do it by, based on what the headphones sound like, so we're just winging it here. Okay. And I started, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. We're I rocking. just hit it. Yeah, I like yeah. to, like, in the middle of a conversation, I just like to hit it. I don't know. Try and make it natural, you know? Well, just so everybody knows, we're drinking over at Oceanside Brewing Company right now, trying some of the beers. Uh, yeah. What do you think of the Jimmy Hoppa? It's really good. Like awesome. it. Yeah. I, uh, I got to be careful tonight, actually, because, um, like, I've, I've cut back on my drinking a ton, and I went, like... I don't know how long. I went a pretty long period of time without drinking. And then last Friday was my buddy's birthday, so we went out and got beers. And I think I had, like, a total of four or five drinks. And I was, like, I was like hung over the whole weekend yeah, off just, like, four or five beers. Your body's it's, changing, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because, I, like, I, I was a pretty regular drinker for a long time, you know? Like, I could throw them down, but... Yeah, uh, feel, feeling that age and Dude. and everything kick in. Dude, so. I miss. Okay, so clearly we. I don't know about you, but I started drinking well before the legal age. I think everybody yeah. does. Yeah, I was a little bit before. I think I got drunk for the first time at like seventeen. Oh, or something. You, you held out pretty long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, and it was funny because my um, actually it'd be funny if my parents listen to this because uh, I don't know if they know this, but um, the first time I got drunk was uh, my stepbrother's dad gave us a case of beer all right and um and then i ended up driving uh having to get a ride get my ex-girlfriend to drive me home but we got out, drunk out at like uh where i'm from it's like a lot of dairies and stuff mm-hmm. um so we got drunk at this like farmhouse and it was raining all right and i uh and i had driven my mom's car 
So like in the morning, the whole like the side inside of the car, the whole sides, like the doors and everything, is just all covered in mud. And so I had to come up with I don't what remember what story I came up with. Yeah. It was just because we were all drunk and couldn't get in the car. And like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. But yeah, my uh, my brother, stepbrother's dad gave us the, the beer that got us drunk for the first time. You so. always got to have someone older looking out for you. Yeah. That's a little yeah. extra older, though. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Yeah, and I remember um, those were my first drunk dials, too. I just started going through all the cute girls on my phone. Hell so yeah. Hitting them up. Yeah. Girls that like, I don't never even talk to, like rarely talk to in real life. Yeah. I was just like, get a little hey. liquid courage in yeah. you. Yeah, talk <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, that was so, funny. You know, yeah. I was never really like very lucky with chicks at a younger age. You know, like middle school, early high school. But what I was was the guy that my friends would hand the phone to to get the girls to come over. Uh, so when we we're in high school, you know, and like everybody's lying about where they are and stuff. Uh, my friends would be like, come on, like, let's hang out to these chicks, like just being all forward and stuff. Then they'd pass the phone to me. I'm like, hey, what's going on over there? You know, like, what are you girls about? You know, and I'd always just kind of play the like, oh, there's a nice guy. So it's safe or whatever. And then, of course, like, you know, they all you got that nice guy look. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I feel safe. Yeah. We're in a room alone. I know I feel feel pretty good about it. If I grow this little goatee out, this little chihuahua stash that I can grow right here. I look like a total dirt ball, though. Yeah. Yeah. An aviator stash. You can see the Latino come out a little bit, I think, with the. uh, Mm. When I open my trench coat, he's like, hola! Yeah, Yeah, that little guy. That's that's what that is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You thought it was just a third nipple. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I saw two more nipples. It's his. Oh, shit. No, it's... uh... I'm not listening to Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I'm still using plastic hangers. I got shoulder nipples. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I don't even know... um, I use plastic hangers. I didn't know that's like a thing. I don't think it the is. Shoulder nipple. I, think, I think it's thirty seconds of TV they needed to fill. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a fashionista. This is actually a brand second time I've wore this shirt, and I have another shirt that's like ten years old that looks exactly like it. Okay, it's basically a replacement, I guess. I nice. Well, if you uh, if you rock some khakis, some high socks, and some Converse. You could cholo it out, too, and you'd have some Hispanic look. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I get Asian a lot, especially when I smile. Okay. The the uh, chinky eyes. Yeah. Uh, you can't say that anymore. No, you Just definitely can't. You can't say chink in the armor if you're talking <laughs> yeah. basketball. Oh, that's what it was. Man. Yeah. yeah. No, you're yeah. good, man. But I see it, too. I get that. And I bet if you, like, smoked a little joint or something, you'd be, like, way, way Asian looking. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Uh, I don't really, like, I'm not, I don't handle weed well, but when I do smoke it, it's, like, yeah. Yeah. How how unwell do you handle weed? Because I've heard of people who straight up, if they smoke even one puff, they like lose bladder control. Oh no, not that. I mean, like I, I'm like a one hit it and quit it, but it's not like I'm pissing myself. I just like right. just I keep, sort of shut down. Keep socially. that between the guys, man. Yeah. Don't tell the girls <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, there's a lot of aspects of my life. Yeah. That I, <laughs> <laughs> nice. One hit and quit it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. Are you a weed guy? Uh, I've smoked for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I stopped smoking recently. Um, just, I don't know. I just, all of a sudden just didn't really feel the need for it anymore. But yeah, dude, growing up now. in high school, it was like me and my friends and my, in his garage or his parents' garage, just smoking and stuff. There was always the one parent who's like, I'd rather you do that here than be out in the streets. God knows where, Yeah, you know? And so like the I'd, cool, the yeah. cool mom. Yeah. I'd yeah. be like, put your bong away. Damn it. We have company. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, what is that like Mean Girls mom? Like the one that like comes in and with the I don't know. Oh, Are from you, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's been a minute since Amy, I've seen that. Amy Poehler plays. Oh it. hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like comes in with the drinks. She's like non alcoholic unless you want it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then she like totally does. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. She's like trying too hard to impress the kids. Yeah, there's that mom's real. I've seen like I've met that mom through like several families mm. and. Do your parents uh, smoke weed? Do anything? Um, my mom was for a while, but she doesn't anymore. My dad would do it more, but he uh, he works a job where he gets tested. He has to get drug tested because he's licensed by the um, FFA. What is the flight one? FFA? Uh, FAA? FAA. Federal yeah, FAA. Aviation Aswads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, so he's like totally down and w- would be into it, but he just can't cause he gets tested. So yeah. Apparently they don't want stoners building airplane engines. So yeah, fair enough. But um, I don't know. Maybe like I, I'm one of those people where I actually get too focused sometimes. Like I'm more ADD, uh, like when I'm, I'm like spastic when I'm not high, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'm sure you'll see it at some point tonight. But uh, whenever I smoke, everything slows down, and I find that I'm able to just really focus on something. Yeah. And granted, I'm having weird-ass thoughts about nothing in my head while I'm doing it, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I don't break focus, you know? Yeah, I think some people are like that. And I I mean, I don't know, for me, I slow way down, too, but it's like I slow too far down. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, turn, your, like the brain sort of turns off, you know? Yeah, and then your eating like, speeds up. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Dude. I do. Uh, I did recently purchase um, like a vape pen that's like, it's like sixty forty CBD to THC. Okay. And it's just like a like a calming like relax. I think it's called relax the pen. It's called okay. relax or something. And it's just for um, like anxiety episodes. I just hit it a couple times and yeah. brings me back down and. Yeah, you helps, got that? You got sleep. the real anxiety shit where you're like fucking stressing? Oh, dude, it comes on. It's it's weird um cuz my so my mom's bipolar. Um and she didn't find out till like really later in life. All right. And then like sort of just uh reminiscing on like what you know, the times that I've known her and like how she is now. Like I definitely see some of those qualities in me okay. where like I like and I feel like I have like a, a mania that lasts like for anywhere from like weeks to a month where I'm just like like writing jokes, barely sleeping, all this energy. Yeah. And then I crash and it's like ba- you could like can't even get me out of bed. I'm just all like right, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I mean I go to work and stuff, but it's yeah, like up you're here not, is like not yeah. the same, you know, and I'm like not social and stuff. Yeah. So it's like Dusty ne- dark tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, uh, and I see it coming on more and more as I, uh, as I'm getting older. So I feel like, um, there's probably going to be a, like a time where I go and like see a professional about it, but I, I manage would, it I now. It's actually it. a lot of it is diet. I would, oh dude. And, yeah. and, and beer too, like, or just drinking in general. Like, uh, um, uh, like, like I was talking about that night, uh, last Friday, like Saturday was just an anxiety fest. Just okay. like, didn't feel good at all, you know? Yeah. So. But well, I think that's I, I think that's a lot of our generation just because like uh, how old you're like I'm twenty nine okay yeah. so we're close to the same age I'm thirty three 
And so our, our generation was kind of the first one to really start getting screens in our face all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's a big part of it. I you think know, I, I like, say this. We're the first generation to fully assimilate to this technology. Mm-hmm. And we're the last that's going to remember a time without it. Yeah. So that's yeah. just one thing I always think about. And I'm like, I got a two and a half year old right now. And I'm like super strict on his screen time, dude. Like we'll yeah. watch stuff together and whatnot. But like. He, he wants to hold, like, the phone or the tablet or whatever every time. I'm like, no, buddy, you don't need to. Like, it doesn't yeah. need to be that close to you. Good for you, dude. You know, and uh, I'm trying to get my mom on it, you know, his grandma and, you know, all that stuff. But, dude, everybody sees it as a way to get time for themselves. Like, okay, the kid's good Just on the screen. screen in front of them, yeah. And, dude, when I um, – I'm kind of, like, one of those people that's more harsh on myself than other people might be. And, like, if I notice myself do that – like, dude, the whole next day, like, whenever he goes off with, like, grandparents or whatever, I'm like, you piece of shit. Yeah. You're, you're that guy in Starbucks that you hate. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, it's good. I mean, it's good to check yourself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Good that you're doing that for, for your kid, I think. It's, um, uh, I mean, I'm a, I just like podcasts, but every, you know, Rogan, like, mm-hmm. everybody listens to Rogan, I guess, yeah. or he's just real popular. But Jonathan Haidt or Haidt or I don't know how to say his name uh, was on it. Talking about uh, screen time and uh, like depression and suicide rates and like teenagers or yeah. uh, young adolescents and stuff now, and uh, he was he was saying that like really um, they shouldn't have like a social media account until they're about like sixteen seventeen years old, um, especially girls. Holy dude, yeah, do you remember girls. MySpace? Yeah. Back in the day of like doing HTML freaking hacks uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Your whole page would be blown up, or you yeah. go to like a cute chick's page, it's all dialed. Yeah, you're you got like, the music oh, playing in the background yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Why don't they have music on social media con- accounts now? I don't That's know. That's like what, like, like copyright rules, or I don't uh, know. True. I mean, that was in the day of like Napster know, like, and LimeWire, and uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they did have that. Uh, the website I remember that was connected to it was playlist.com. You remember yeah, playlist.com? Yeah, that I used. Yeah. Yeah. It would generate a HTML code. Or like a code for you to put in your... Boom, drop it in, and then all of a sudden you have like your vibe for your page, dude. They're they're blowing it. I feel like certain technologies or certain aspects have taken a step back. Yeah. MySpace was pretty dope. Have you gone to it recently? No. It's weird now. Dude, well... I mean, it's basically just music stuff now, but Mm -hmm. it's just... I don't know. The last time I went on that was probably like six years ago. And I, all I did was I looked at, like, the chicks I dated back then. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird because we were all, like, high school age or whatever the last time I touched MySpace. And I was like, all they have is their high school pictures. This is creepy. I'm getting off here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah. Even though it was, like, me in high school back then. I know. Do you ever do that, like, where you, uh, like, start thinking about, like, I don't know, like, the first girl you hooked up with? Yeah. And then it's weird because it's, like, it, your brain kind of goes back to, like, being in, in that time again. But then, you, like, you're thinking about that girl as she was, right? So isn't that gross now? Yeah, yeah, no, I've totally had thought that before, you know, where it's like yeah. I, I lost my virginity at 15. Oh, um, yeah, that's pretty young. And, you know, the chick was the same age. So, of course, anytime I think back to that, I'm like, dude, I was fucking too young to be doing that, man. And, like, yeah. you know, then I think about it. And, and now I'm you're like, 29 thinking about... But, dude, if I went back in time, if I went back in time, I would still be taking high fives. You know, if I was 15 again and I ended Uh, up making the same decision, I would be like, yeah, could have done way worse. She was hat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's weird. It's weird how we kind of keep our uh, high school selves, like, sort of buried deep down in there, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's one reason why I like dreaming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, you can uh, reflect on stuff that you kind of forget about. 
you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're a big dreamer or anything like that. But Sometimes. It comes in waves. You remember your dreams? Uh, not usually. Rarely, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're one of those, like, lucid guys. I was hot into that for, like, a good, like, yeah. nine months to a year. And then shit got way too, like, I don't know, like, visually intense. Uh, and okay. uh, and I totally stopped. Like, I was reading books and keeping a dream log and all that. And I had this fucked up dream where I was in, like, this forest made of felt. Right? All <laughs> the trees were dope. felt. You know, it was, like, yeah. kind of like one of those big play mat things you might see with, like, letters and numbers. It was, like, a little kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, like, that soft, multicolored, bright felt. And I, like, uh, climb up one of the trees to see how far this goes or if it's, like, normal or whatever. I knew I was dreaming. <clears throat> and I look, and I'm like, oh, what? What's going on? The whole fucking forest of felt caught on fire and is just <laughs> rushing to me because that shit's super flammable. And, and I climb down the freaking, uh, down the tree. I'm like, how am I going to get out of here? This shit's hectic. And uh, a freaking deer on fire, like a doe, like a young doe comes up on fire, just looking at me in the face and just burns to death in front of me. And I was like, this lucid dreaming shit's fucked. Like, I'm I'm good. I've got, like, that whatever metaphor that was supposed to be, I'm not ready for that, you know? Dude, that was your diabetes trying to tell you. Uh... Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That was, that was the insulin needle creeping. Yeah. <laughs> that was your body trying to tell you, hey, man, back off on that. Right. Uh, yeah, the meats and all the freaking sweets. Yeah. Yeah, the felt. I mean, maybe it was a gumdrop for us, and I was just interpreting it wrong. Yeah, yeah. You, you felt it wrong. Yeah, gumdrop candy for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I didn't. Nah, it's not. It I was too good. slow. Yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, we don't celebrate those ones. Yeah. But it was there. I still appreciate it. I appreciate bad jokes, and that's one reason why, like, I know I actually love comedy because oh, yeah. I'm like, I see what you did there. Yeah, the, che- <laughs> the cheesy dad jokes, dude. I'm oh, a total yeah. like in in life. I'm a total even on stage. I still do some dad joke, like dad style jokes. I just like them. Mm. Well, goofy. here's one thing to talk about is um. Have you ever been out to like open mics and like you see like an older cat, maybe 40s, 50s, 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. He starts doing a couple original jokes and like the rest of his stuff is just like known. These are not your jokes. Like you're telling a joke I heard from my dad or my uncle or whatever. Right, right, right. And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like it always bugged me. Like, yeah. you know, because like. Well, it's. I mean, it's just not original. I mean, if you're doing if you're doing an open mic, you should be. But that that should be reserved for people trying to do original comedy, trying to do yeah. comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Make just, comedy. Not it always like, made me feel weird because I I saw this one dude. He yeah, did that yeah. one joke. Um, like uh, this dude walks by on a beach, sees a girl crying, and she's uh, quadriplegic or whatever. And uh, so he's like, "Why are you crying? What's going on?" She's like, "Well, I'm at the beach, and you know, um, I've." I'm seeing all these guys, but nobody wants to touch me. I've never been kissed or whatever. You know, I'm quadriplegic, so people get away from me. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I'll kiss you. I don't mind, you know? And he gives her a kiss. She's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, goes back to being all sad. He's like, what's going on? Like, you're still sad. She's like, well, I've never been, you know, like, touched down there, you know? I kind of wanted to, like, get that to happen, too. And he's like, okay. So he, like, fingers her or whatever. is all happy and whatever. It finishes up. And then, like, after that, she's still all sad. And, uh... He's like, well, what's going on? I mean, you got a kiss and like, you know, I touch you down there. So on. And she's like, well, I've never been fucked. And he's like, okay. So he picks her up, walks to the water and throws her in and says, all right, now you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Classic. So, classic. I, I mean, the, like, it's a great joke, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I've always just felt like, okay, if you're going to an open mic and stuff, like, bring us what you thought up and, like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, just telling a joke is just telling a joke, you know, if, right. it's, if it's not yours. Yeah. I guess the, the one way I would excuse that is if it's a guy who's just, like, maybe he's thinking he wants to try it, but he doesn't know if he has the courage to even be on a stage. Ah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah. And you maybe do it once or twice. But then, you know, you got to start yeah. start writing your own shit at some point. Yeah. Know, like, but, yeah, my, my favorite uh, – my f- well, I, I don't know if it's a dad joke, but my favorite um, just joke and, like, public just, like, joke like that is, um, do you know the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? No, what's that? Never had a garbanzo bean on my face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's so dope. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, it's a it's a hitter. It gets yeah. usually, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of great ones like and you know, that's a th- funny thing about comedy too, is like for the older ones like that, you know, good luck trying to find out who did that joke you know right. who did who wrote that or whatever you know because things were passed like communally or like you know tom in the old town wrote it but jeff was funnier and fucking everybody credited jeff for it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like um like what's what's your deal at least when you started out like i remember when i started out i would like be militant about like going online and looking at like literally typing in everything i wrote for a joke and mm-hmm. seeing if it was out there to make sure i'm not biting somebody else's style or like actual like premise or something like that yeah well I mean, do you do that i i never i was never that thorough about it i do um i have like um what's what's a good uh friend i mean i feel like a there's been jokes like I, i've come up with a joke it's worked really well and then they're like a netflix special comes out and the comedian has like a pretty similar premise and then so I've dropped the joke, even though it's yeah. maybe not the same joke. But I like the way I think now is that there are no original premises. There's almost no original jokes, really. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of like, if you think of something, as long as you're you're writing it and telling it like as you, then it's fine, you know. Like, yeah. It's sometimes it's hard to tell if somebody's like ripping people off anymore because there's so much content out there. So like if it's not verbatim, then it's it's pretty hard to tell. But I think some what reveals itself is like the delivery of it, like because everybody is their own person. So if you're saying telling somebody else's joke, like and it comes out like so sometimes you can just spot like that's not like natural to like who you are. You yeah, know? yeah. I remember. But it's hard though. I remember hearing um I can't remember who it was. I think it was an SNL girl, one of the like the the big timers from SNL, and uh, she was talking about in the beginning she tried to write jokes with like bigger words than what she's normally used to speaking with because she right, wanted to yeah. sound smart and uh dude i totally did that at first i was like writing wh- i don't know i'm kind of a nerd so like i do yeah. just i don't know i assume everybody has a high vocabulary which is not true no <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but i definitely did that i was like trying to like i was like that oh, doesn't sound clear enough or like i'm not specific enough and then i like write it back to myself i'm like is this a fucking medical journal like no <laughs> like yeah um what i did was uh i tried really hard to be like like a shock comic kind of just like i wanted all my stuff to be like almost offensive you know what i mean so i've kind of like 
I don't know. Uh, just because that that's the kind of stuff that like I think is funny is when I'm like, oh, like when it makes me go like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. like that guy's gonna be in trouble for that one. Like, yeah, it, it's like I don't know. To me, it's funny and sort of exhilarating at the same time. Well, so. let me ask you this: How many jokes have you written that you thought were too hard and you never told them? Like, do you have like a, a um, compilation of at least like a few that like you're like <laughs> nothing? Well, I guess nothing really that bad. I I got told by um, a lady comedian after a show one time to not do a rape joke anymore, uh, and it, it was sort of dad jokey too. It was just like the joke the joke was something. Well, I had a Bill Cosby one, and then I followed it with like uh, I normally don't do rape jokes. Uh, not because I don't think they can't be funny, but because they feel forced. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, good. Yeah. Like that. That's a, actually a great play on words. And then, uh, yeah, and then she came up to me afterwards and she was like, that was a great set, but you need to drop the rape joke. And I was like, and then so like. Was it anybody from the club or was it just an audience member? It was um, like a fairly, not like a huge, huge name, but a headlining comedian in um, L.A. told me that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, like, that's I don't even feel like that's that offensive of a joke. You know, it's just the word "rape" sets off like alarms and. Well, I mean, it's heads. yeah. I mean, for anybody who's been a victim of it, it's a horrible yeah. trigger word. And then also mm-hmm. for people like, you know, friends and family members of victims and what have you, that's of course going to be more sensitive. But then the whole premise of comedy in its origin is to make light of things that are hard to deal with yeah you know and that's one thing that nobody wants to talk about especially in this like super postmodernist, fucking extreme one side or the other kind of situation yeah. is like okay comics were like the only person who could talk shit to the king you know jesters in the court mm. right yeah. and they were able to say almost anything because it was their job to make light of it right and people forget about that and they they don't realize it's like okay i have some jokes about my personal life that are at the time before i wrote them were extremely painful you yeah. know and like it was not easy to to deal with that in my life and the joke came out as a coping mechanism for me yeah. Right. And of course, on stage, if, if anybody, if, if somebody came up after the show and asked me, oh, where'd you get the inspiration for that? Uh, I like to write jokes. Like, I'm not going to open up to them. Right. But like on stage, when it's an act and you're able to perform it out and like just do that and make light of it, it's cathartic for people. You know, it's like therapy for them where they don't have to tell you, tell you their problems. We come out, we talk about shit that's messed up and they're like, I can relate. Yeah. 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 yeah actually, uh, now that you said that, there are, there, that brought, um, brought uh, back my memory a little bit i do have some jokes that i haven't told um about uh i have a sister that died when i was in high school okay and uh, i haven't told them mainly because uh because like i would hate for like my mom to hear them word you know yeah. I mean? yeah yeah so that but so i guess i do have that not that they're like necessarily offensive to the public but just mm-hmm. i wouldn't like not want to say that and then like have it crush my mom you know just for a laugh so yeah i got a couple that like i'm glad that my dad's already passed away you know like (laughs) like he's he's had a great sense of humor and i doubt it but you know like i don't know it's like they're kind of about him not being in my life and stuff like that yeah yeah, and so it's kind of like we might have a good laugh or it could be like he takes a hit like a gut shot from it you know and i would never know yeah so i'd kind of rather not know yeah you know yeah, it's tough. I don't know. It's a tough call because, like, like you said, the whole point of it is to like make make light of a of a bad situation. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But I, I, I mean, really, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Like that, like, like I'm pretty like sensitive to that. Whenever, like, I'm not a confrontational guy. I'm pretty agreeable for the most part. Yeah, why'd so, you beat me up before the podcast? Um, because <laughs> because you asked me to. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. into some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why were you smiling and and uh, I was too busy <laughs> coming. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Why were you so erect that whole time? Yeah, my uh, ass is still red. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? About five years now, I think. Oh, okay, I think we're probably we've probably been doing it around the same time then. Yeah. I forget when I started exactly. I know actually the first time. I did a mic was in San Diego, even though I was living in L.A. I, nice. Yeah, I came down for um, a friend's uh, birthday. Where was your first one? Uh, t- till 2. Till 2, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they have a mic anymore, though. No, I don't think so either. I never went to the comedy mic. I've been there for shows before. Yeah. It fucking it was gets actually loud kind of, in there. Yeah, it is pretty loud in there. The um, the stage setup, was I thought, was pretty cool, though. That little, like, off to the side, like, I don't know, but... It was it was pretty loud because like, the bar is all like right next to that room, you know. So there's everyone drinking in there, and then you're yeah. like, kind of screaming over it. But yeah, it's I don't know. I was there for a punk show one time, and it was it was chill. I I hate that nowadays it's unacceptable to pit. Uh, it's yeah. Like, I just don't do it because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Dude, the last time I pit, I think was the last time I'll ever pit. You know, yeah. I was at some show at the Che. And um, I was freaking the next day for two days. I was fucked up. Yeah, I can't I can't push and shove like the, like I could when I was younger. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, so I work in orthopedics for my day job. So like I'm the guy that puts like a cast on broken bones and stuff. OK. And I think there's been maybe three or four times that uh, people have come through with like horrible ankle injuries uh, from being in a mosh pit. Oh, like, yeah. It's like and they're always like sort of. Like when I say older, I mean like like are like in their thirties, you know, They're yeah. not not like fifteen year olds or yeah, whatever. Just some fluke, and they just couldn't react fast enough anymore. Yeah, we'll just get their leg caught up under them, and like you know, yeah. get pushed or whatever, and then yeah, and then you know, like you're just not athletic anymore when you're. Well, I don't know about you. Look pretty athletic, but I'm not athletic anymore. So yeah, just, I'm I'm athletic enough. I mean, honestly, but I. I got to get back on it. I'm, like, starting to actually do weight training and stuff because, you know, yeah. I told you about, like, the diabetes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. So, basically, trying to trying to maintain my body to where it's at, at least, you know, because yeah. it's, like, now that, like, we're all, like, I'm just about to hit 30. You're in your early 30s. Mm-hmm. They say that you're supposed to be, essentially, the person you're going to be for the rest of your life by the time you get around 30. Mm-hmm. You know, like, your viewpoints were more or less settled in. Like, unless something dramatic happens, you're not going to change too much. And yeah. I'm, like... Dude, I'm kind of like half-assing a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Like, I need to. Yeah, I. Th- um, I don't know how you feel about Jordan Peterson. Love him. I, yeah. Love that dude, and I hate anybody who thinks that they have him figured out. Because it's right. like, every time somebody's like, "I don't like him for this reason," the only one somebody brought up, I was this girl I was hanging out with for a while. She had said that he was like a, had a climate change denial issue. Never seen the video, but if that's true, that would be something to be irritated about. But other than that, I mean, he mostly just talks about like, hey, be a mensch, you know, like and your life will be better because you're not an asshole. Yeah, that's why I like him, too. And I just like I just discovered him, I think, like last early last year or something. And I legitimately feel like he actually changed my life for the reasons that you were talking about. Like I was half assing things and like just really I don't know. And so like 
uh, when he was on Rogan for the first time, and I listened yeah, to him. Yeah, it was a great one. Just uh, like the whole make your bed thing, like it just it really was a pretty big inspiration to me, and I feel like I've actually improved a lot because of him. As far as the climate change thing goes, I've seen that video, and he doesn't deny climate change. He just he says that the um, uh, I've only watched it one time, and it was a while ago, but it was like something along the lines of like the the research. There's so many variables in the research that we don't know don't know exactly what's going on. Therefore, we don't really know the right uh, like what the right solution actually is. Mm-hmm. And so the solutions that are, people are coming up with are like, we don't know what the repercussions of those solutions are going to be either. So it's just, it's, that's what he says. I mean, it's not that he de- denies cli- climate change, but he is definitely like the way he describes it. He's definitely more on the like, right. Like the, yeah, he's not sold it. that we have it totally pinned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's not that, and I think that's how most um, most conservative, like, well, I think most people are sort of centrist anyway, uh, whether you're on the left or right. So, um, like, the media will not have you believe that. I one. know, I know. So, I I've always considered myself, you know, just um, you know, unaffiliated politically, but also, um, I don't know. I guess they like riding the rail of being centrist but always being more on the conservative side i just believe that like money is mathematics and it's actually simple arithmetic no matter how advanced you get unless you're trying to do projections so stop blowing it you know (laughs) like literally it's like we take the checkbook away right yeah just freaking (laughs) like i've even thought about like what if we did like the country as a country did like no spend wednesdays and we just like (laughs) didn't spend money every wednesday like the third wednesday of the month or whatever like how much would we save over the course of a fiscal year you know like like i feel like that's something trump would totally be it's no spend wednesday you know and then you catch him like buying burgers on his jet you know and like eating and drinking he probably doesn't even know when he spends money He's not. He's not signing the. No. He's. Yeah. Someone else is doing it for him. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of right there with you. I've always. Well, it's weird because uh, that you that you say that like when you get into your 30s you sort of settle because I do. That's actually what I feel like I'm doing. I'm starting to, sort of like settle in my groove, and I started out like super conservative because I came from a conservative town, and then once I got into college I went like way left, and then I like came back and now I'm sort of like in the middle and I actually I, w- I feel like five years ago I would have been considered like left like more left leaning right. but just in today's climate it, you know it, that's not how things are because like socially you know I'm like like gays can, gays should get married mm-hmm. cool like I don't like war you know mm-hmm. pro-choice like all these things but like because I believe in capitalism, basically. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, I'm you're like, not uh, aligned <laughs> with the left anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, um, there was a Colin Quinn special that was on Netflix, actually, and it, I don't remember what it was called, but he talks a lot about, like, the founding of the nation and, like, the, you know, like, how everybody went into a room and, like, figured out what the fuck we're going to do with this country, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how, like, he hates being, trying to be identified politically, you know? He's, just like you had said, he's got all these things that are left, and then he's got all these ideas that are right. And uh, it just, I think there's a lot more people like that, but kind of like back to the Jordan Peterson thing, like the idea of identity politics, where if you're part of a group that's more important than your individual identity, yeah. um, if you allow it to be, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, the whole like intersectionalist ideas. You know? That's one thing I, I haven't gotten yet. I don't know the definition of the whole inter- intersectional thing. It's basically kind of what you just said. So like, um, it's where the, it's all the, so, so the basic premise is you get sort of get like hypothetical points for um, being oppressed. So like different groups are oppressed, right? So yeah. there's like, you know, people of color, like gay people, trans people. And so like, it's it's almost like they're associating points for each of them, and then the intersectional idea is when they come come together. Oh, okay. And they meet. Yeah. And, Devil and, and triple whammy. Yeah, yeah. All so right. that's kind of like the idea, and those people are like, you know, they're the like, highest status of social order because right. they're oppressed the most. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know. Less but like, p- less but power like you them. said, you know, um, the like just ignoring all of that and looking at people as individuals like that's the least racist least homophobic thing you can do right like yeah if you could just dude like, you know one thing is weird is like up here in north county i don't know how much time you spend up here none pretty white yeah P- pretty damn yeah, white you know it's yeah, like yeah. you got your hispanic <laughs> pockets here and there and like yeah. if you go to any public school of course it's actually pretty balanced between like hispanic and white there's not a lot of black people around here and it's like to the point where I've been so inexperienced in racism that it took me a while to like hear stories of people who have experienced real racism, like from mm-hmm. the South and the East Coast and stuff like that. And like I'm on the total opposite side of the spectrum. Like I've seen so few black people in North County that like if I'm walking down the street and I see like people who are comfortable and they're walking around, and they're black, you know, I'm like fuck yeah like yeah we got some black people here like finally you know like i'm like pumped that they're like like they look like they're living here and comfortable and around here it's like finally like a little bit of diversity like holy shit you know (laughs) like that's cool i like that um yeah the town i grew up in actually in the uh somebody just posted on um like facebook a day or two ago um uh some history and articles from like the 1930s and uh the ku klux klan was like super prominent in my hometown oh damn and, like to the point where um the in i think it was in the 80s actually um the the head uh st- state clansman so california state head clansman mm-hmm. moved to our hometown and called it like home okay although in the 80s there was a ton of protests by then so like we actually had a lot of people in the town protesting yeah. the fact that he was there but um, it was it, it's an interesting thought because I never really thought about it until um, I was kind of out of high school and stuff. I didn't really see any black people at all until I was basically like junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. There was like a few that did move into town. And, but it was never like when I saw them, it wasn't like, ooh, black people. It was just like, oh, like. Because yeah. when you're a kid, it's just like, yeah, oh, he's, he's unless your parents me. are crazy racist and push right, that shit right, on you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's but weird. um. Yeah, I but I, like I've never really felt even when I was like super super right, you know, I never got so far to where I was like white supremacy white or anything like that, and that's just like I don't know, I, it's it's weird because like when I look at somebody, like I'll acknowledge what they look like and like like superficially, but it's just totally based on like my out of my three closest friends, like one's half Mexican, half Filipino, one's full Filipino. And then one's uh, half white, half Native American, ha- or half white, quarter Native American, quarter Mexican. That might even be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Lesbian. Okay. So it's like, but like, uh, I always, 
like so sometimes I lean on that as like validation for like super cr- progressive like far left people. All right. And I hate that I have to do that because when it's like with them, it's just like the person, right? Like that's uh, I don't want to say their names, but like that like one of them is my roommate. It's like that's my roommate. You know, it's like it doesn't even it doesn't register that like we're we're de- like to us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, anytime you're you know, you spend time with somebody and you actually get to know them and their viewpoints and stuff. And then also you got to consider like a lot of times, like some of the viewpoint differences that you might have with somebody have no bearing on anything. Like Mm -hmm. either it's, it's a viewpoint that will never get legislation passed on it. So they're just burning their own freaking tires. You know, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, you know, or it's like, so non, uh, what's the word? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like it's just one of those things like, like inconsequential yes Look thank you smart. yeah you yeah. got it man um but yeah no it's like uh i don't know like I, i'm just like you like in the way i see somebody and i'm like okay they're a person first and they're also a blank slate unless of yeah. course they have like you know outside cues where they don't look well to do they look dirty they look like they might have a predatory eye you know or something like yeah, that yeah you know there's things and that's another thing that that's one reason why i'm I just don't like anybody who's in like ideologue, like anybody who is like my idea it's the new religion, dude. You know? Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, I mean, Hey, I'm not for religion by any means, but yeah. I would rather have somebody wish that there was a kingdom in the sky that they went to after they're dead. than they need to basically fight against an imaginary pressure, you know, like, yeah. So I don't know. We live in a funny ass time, dude. Like I remember yeah, golden age for comedy though. Really? Yeah. And I it's mean, like it, it, as much as people say that, like, uh, you know, it, you can't, you can't joke about this. or you can't joke about that anymore. It's like, well, you can, you just, it just makes you an edgy comic now. And you got to know your environment too. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I mean, a lot of my jokes are like zing pow, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, Hey, you know, I said something like I look, I have a boyish face and I said something dirty and you didn't yeah. expect it, you know, yeah, yeah. or like, um, tongue in cheek, whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, and in the wrong environment, like I, I dislike bar shows. Like I just like, you know, it's if they, fucking rough. if they turn it into a venue, like, so for instance, we rent chairs for this in the brewery and we set mm-hmm. out a different environment, we change the house lights and whatnot. But like, you know, if you go to just a regular bar where it's just like, nothing was fucking changed and we happen to have a stage here and we're not even going to coerce people to pay attention. It's just like, you're here, do your thing. It's like, nobody, like nobody's paying attention to you until you say that one thing. And then that irate person in the back, I'm like, Hey, yeah. Hey, I identify with that. You know, good impression of that person. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well done, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Dude, I did, I did this friggin' bar show. It was like, after after the show, I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to... Well, it's it's tough to say because like I don't really get like offered a lot of gigs. Thank you, by the way, for tonight. <laughs> Pleasure to uh, have you. Even though I had a, I asked you for it. But uh, I think uh, that night at the comedy uh, yeah, no. contest, you told me you would put me up. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I felt comfortable asking. Uh, but I did this uh, bar show, and it was like there was five patrons in the bar. Three of them were playing pool. One of the guys playing pool had like sunglasses on, but one of the lenses was knocked out. Mm. And he had like four teeth, maybe. Ooh. Dude, it was like the roughest fucking thing. Like I burned through. I think, I think at the time I had maybe ten ten minutes of material or something, and I was supposed to just do five, and I burned through all ten minutes like in four minutes. Oh shit! You're like <laughs> you're like just like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. because like nobody's listening, so you're just like 
like you know joke after joke there's no and there's no pauses you know because it's yeah. just like you're like you're not engaging anyone and making eye contact and like having a conversation so you're just like yeah burning through your shit oh it was it was so awful there's nothing there's okay i believe in time travel and here's why because there is a huge discrepancy in the amount of time it takes after a joke in between your next joke if there's no laugh break and right. if there is like if there's a laugh you're like oh okay wow that was quick on to my next joke right mm-hmm. and if there's no laugh break it's like <laughs> on the, you know like yeah. you can't get to your next joke fast enough yeah you know you're yeah. like i gotta get something out of these fucks yeah those uh yeah those those really long pauses are are pretty rough i do like a little bit of a pause though like even if like a joke doesn't hit i still kind of like a like a beat or two like do you have any do you have any jokes that aren't winners but you keep doing them um i don't know i feel like i i have to because like most of the jokes that i keep are it's because i like them i don't necessarily do them just because they like they do well you know it's like if it made me laugh like i'm at least gonna keep it for a while and like maybe i'll try and like reword it yeah and get it to work so I don't know. I like, I must have them. You have, you have stuff like that. Dude. Yeah. I got one. That's, it's really, cause you you reminded me when you said you like a little bit of a pause. I have this one joke. That's not great, but every time I do it, it's like, it does not hit. And then there's one person like dying, <laughs> like just like falling dude, that's out. That's almost better. Yeah, dude. Like it's I was better, down. I, I would rather have that than everybody in the room laughing, except for one person. I would have rather have everyone quiet Except for one person laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that one person so not laughing is going to, like, bug the shit out of you. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. There's something about that. Like, nobody's laughing, but you got that one guy. So it's just like, yeah, right, I feel good about that. You ever yeah. get really weird laughers? You know, like, somebody in the audience has a weird laugh and it, like, fucks you up because you're like, what is that? Oh, I haven't that? been fucked up by it. But, yeah, I've, I've like... Uh, I've paid attention to some weird laughs. There, yeah. Right? Like the, especially like the, the higher the pitch, the more they stand out, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like or that. the, or they're off timing. Like it takes an extra half second for them to get it or something. Oh yeah. And they're yeah. like, <laughs> like, it's like, what was that? What was yeah, like, like you, you're like halfway through your next like yeah. setup, and then they start laughing and then you're like, well, yeah, what? I got to <laughs> cut down on the wordplay <laughs> jokes. This guy doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done um the House of Bites show that Clint and uh uh freaking Cheeky Mick, what's that guy's name? I'm I don't not know. sure. But they have this uh spot down south, uh this place called the House of Bites, and there was one of those ladies there where like she just had this like grating laugh. Like it was like uh she was auditioning for the sequel to Hocus Pocus or something. It was ridiculous, <laughs> dude. I could not like like a witch laugh. Yeah, yeah. I was just I couldn't even like redo it cuz I mean she was a rather different shaped woman than I am. I'm, I'm like a bean pole and she was more like a a Jeez. beach ball. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Like I I wish I could like find her and like plant her at like comics I know show just to fuck with them. Yeah. And be like, deal with this. That would be pretty funny, yeah. actually. You ever, uh, I, I never got really into it, but um, the last comic standing, yeah, the, I like he- that the first heckle portion seasons. of it, I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Like, that would be comics fun. Comics yeah. heckling, like other comics, but um, I don't know, how do you feel about hecklers, actually? Um, I normally just talk over them. Um, a lot of times, like, I'll try to find something 
you know, something to say, just a quick like zing back or whatever and just move on. Yeah. Um, but I've been pretty fortunate where I think I've only ever had any sort of like shout out or callback like three times out of like all the actual shows I've ever done. And then of course at an open mic, who cares? You know, yeah. but um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's like really easy for me just to talk over them. Yeah. I've never really had an issue. I mean, I, of course, you know, when I get up to the point of actually like going out to different areas and like, you know, doing the road or whatever, I'm sure I'll have to figure that shit out. But yeah. right now it's a little safe. San Diego is a very open audience, you know, like we have very open minded people out here. So I've never like, um, like pretty some, diverse group of people. Well, I've really, seen I've yeah. seen some guys say stuff that I could see myself saying. You're like, oh, yeah. it's a Trump comment, or oh, it's something about Obama or whatever. And then people yeah. are like, ah! and they yeah. just fucking lose it. And yeah. it's like, do you really care that much? Like, yeah, well, people fucking do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I like a I like a little bit of light heckling when it's like warranted, like mm-hmm. when it's a good place for it. Yeah. And it's uh and it's like, um like well-meaning you know what i mean like yeah the, the guys that are just screaming out uh or ladies uh because they want the attention yeah that's when it really gets to me i like screamed at a guy to like I, I yelled at him to shut the fuck up and um i like described what he was wearing and like where he was sitting and i was like fuck this guy fuck this guy yeah. at a show and i like in hindsight it was like i never even well Actually, I guess in my defense, he did heckle, like, two comics before me. Yeah. And then when I came up, my very first joke in the setup, he uh, screamed out, like, super loud, interrupted me. And then that I just blew up on him. Yeah. Hindsight, I could have probably tried to, like, bring him in a little bit, get him to realize what he's doing, and then, like... Yeah, but then again, like, you know, how much... How much faith do you have in yourself, you know, because that could have yeah. been an intuitive thing where you're like, fuck this guy talking to him's not going to work, you know? Yeah, that's true. And so yeah, that's he did just freaking interrupt me like yeah. in the middle of like I was getting to my punchline. It ruined the joke. Like I couldn't have finished the joke because of what he did. Yeah. And it, it just like set me off, you know, so I'm I'm all for like the proper like tongue lashing for a heckler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if you're skilled enough in the moment and it seems right or whatever, you can pull out something out of your ass to like make them the butt of the joke. Yeah. And then usually like they can shut up or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, what is it? Um, damn, who's that guy on YouTube? Do you? Uh, it's like Steve Hofstetter. Hofstetter. Yeah. yeah he's, he's really good at it. Yeah. Definitely. That's like his niche on YouTube. Yeah. Well, sometimes I I almost think that he writes jokes that are gonna get a response after the setup specifically because like his punchline is set up to like be a comeback for a heckler like uh like he actually he explains it with um this one joke he does about like ordering a pizza is easier than having kids Mm -hmm. and i forget what the the punchline was exactly but afterwards he said that he was like all i did was like tell the woman what my punchline was going to be and it was like i owned her as a heckler so, but like nice. when you listen to those jokes, though, they're almost that's almost what it is because they're pretty like a lot, a lot of times they're not like overly provocative, but they're provocative enough to where like you could see a heckler jumping in, yeah. and then and then it's not like he necessarily ever goes to the punchline. It's like he just handles the heckler. Yeah, you know, what I've I mean? seen that, and it's like yeah. so impressive just to see yeah. somebody who genuinely does not lose their cool under any circumstance. Uh-huh. Uh, I have so much respect for that. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't know, like I've done shit where I've made myself lose my cool, where I'm like, God yeah. damn it, why can't I speak? You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, I've done. <laughs> I, I did that uh, actually on stage. The one of the the few times. Um, if you do, we need to wrap up soon. Or uh, yeah, you mind if I plug the brewery in the show real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my uh, personal uh, Instagram is at Hori Caney, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the show that we're doing tonight is at Laughs in Oceanside. Uh, it's been going on for a year and a couple months now, um, and we do that here at Oceanside Brewing Company in Oceanside, California. Uh, it's a really good brewery. I uh, worked here for a couple years, so I'm familiar with a lot of the beers. I've tried you know, 50 different styles of beers coming out of here, and I haven't had one that they've made that they've dropped the ball on. This is nice. one of those places where it's like the tortoise and the hare. Uh, you know, they just really put a lot of love into their stuff. I've known both the owners and the brewers since I was like 15. Um, and it's just a really awesome vibe. I mean, we're out here in the industrial park, like a lot of places, so we're kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a good vibe. Like yeah, I don't know if people can yeah. can hear the reggae in the background and whatnot, but they we got, can. I yeah. can see it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we got a reggae show that just happened, and uh, we're just jamming some stuff in the speakers. But uh, yeah, at Laughs in Oceanside, I'm at Hori Caney, and uh, the place is at Oceanside Brewing Company. Perfect. and that's it that's the end of the the episode there i hope you guys liked it Corey's awesome guy check him out check out oceanside uh, brewing company and laughs in oceanside and um per usual if you guys want to be on the podcast or if you have questions or some ideas for uh, for the podcast please reach out to me uh dustytunnel.com hit the contact uh part of the page there and shoot me a message or uh, find me on social media and hit me up there. Um, as always, it's it's a pleasure to have you guys listening, and I love you. Bye.